This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So, Brian, you mentioned there that Jordan Love is really capable. Jordan Love finished second in the NFL in touchdown pass. In fact, second half of the season, he was, what, 19 touchdowns to one interception or, or something like that? 18 to one or something like that, yeah. 18 to one, 19 to one, something like that. I mean, he, he if you extrapolate it out over a full season, it's like 38 touchdowns to two picks. It, sure. it was a, a really impressive run for him. Now, he, he'll fumble the ball. That is still a way that he yes. will be a little reckless with the football time. Sure. But he, he, he hasn't done so far, I think, they, this has been a victory for them, the way that Jordan Love has progressed. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned Jordan Love. You mentioned Aaron Jones. I think that Aaron Jones, basically what would have to happen is for Green Bay to win this game, I think Aaron Jones has to abuse you the way Aaron Jones has done in a lot of ways in the past. Jordan Love is going to have to not turn over the ball. And Dak is going to have to play significantly worse than we've seen him play over the last three months. for that to be enough for Green Bay to win. So that would have to be, in a lot of ways, I think given what Green Bay secondary is capable of, that would have to be Dak making a lot of mistakes. Like when we talk about Dak just missing somebody sitting, I think you're going to need him to make some of those throws in this game for Green Bay to win it. And that's not, again, any sort of slight to to Green Bay do anything other than just Green Bay. There is a talent disparity. Teams have talent disparities in this league. Now in the secondary, Jair Alexander is not what Jair Alexander once was. And I'm not saying he can't go back to being that, but he's had his own struggles. He's had a weird season with weird interactions with that coaching staff. He got suspended for calling a coin he's flip a lot wrong. Of time. He has. He, he's, he's had his injuries, and he popped up again on the injury report. He actually missed practice with a fluky ankle Painful. turn or something, yeah. and, and and jogging. And now his status is unclear for this game. Does it change your mind at all? Even with knowing Jair Alexander is a little limited, or or is not quite what he once was, or has been in the past, does Jair Alexander potentially either missing this game or being hobbled in any way make it more unlikely to you that Green Bay's best shot or that Green Bay's yeah, going to be able Baker to come out Mayfield, there and get their best Baker shot. Baker Mayfield threw the ball great against Alexander not being in the lineup because of suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know, you're right about the, to me. I I just I think that when you when you look at player for player, you're you're absolutely right about the talent that Dallas has and the reason why they're the second seed. But I, to me, I just, and, and it's really folks, seriously, it's not because of work there or anything like that. I just, I have a respect for team, you know, I have respects for team in the playoffs. I really do. I, whether you got in there, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay was playing playoff games, you know, throughout this, this whole time, just to, just to get in, you know, yeah. They, they they were winning they were having to win games. Did they look bad against the Giants? I watched that game. Yeah. They looked bad against uh, uh Tampa. Yeah. Did they did they barely beat a Carolina team? Yeah. You know? But I think that's that that's the thing that kind of in my mind I'm thinking sometimes you have to go through these things. I don't Yeah, I mean the, the think, Giants won the Giants won two Super Bowls doing that. Yeah. So to me, I just don't I, I maybe I have a I have a, a, a I, I would say if Green Bay is capable of beating Dallas, maybe not player for player, 
But if they do things like much like you're talking about, I guess that you know if the if the coach messes up, if the quarterback has a rough day, if you don't stop the running game. But I think that coach on the other sideline is pretty good. Oh, I do too. I think Matt Lafleur I mean, is. A, I think Matt Lafleur yeah. is pretty underrated. Yeah, and and so I worry. My worry or my concern is that this could you know the the more you allow Green Bay to hang around in this game probably the more problem it's going to be for you. You had a double-digit lead against them last year and let that thing get away from you. And I know it was Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. But I, 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 just, I just think in the playoffs, it's, it's – you always talk about the NFL is a strange lady. Yeah. I just think in playoff time, you've got to be careful. You know, you can be confident going in. But, I mean, I just I, – maybe I'm a little bit more of the – Okay, this could happen to Dallas, or this could, or this could happen to Green Bay. Green Bay is going to be. Green Bay has some things, some issues that Dallas can clearly take advantage of. They they clearly can take advantage of, and that's my hope because you're going to be right. If Dallas does take advantage of everything that Green Bay's doing, Dallas is going to walk this game. They're going to walk this game, you know. But I need to see them do that. You know, I need to see them. And we've seen some great games at home. Dallas has done a great job. You know, but they've won the last couple of times they've won there. It's been some tough games. Seattle yep. was a tough game. Detroit was a tough game. Mm-hmm. You know? You should have lost to Detroit probably. Yeah, probably so. And, and I, I, you know, it's – here's what I, I continue to go back to with Dallas this entire season. And one of the reasons why I don't feel confident that if they played San Francisco, anything would be different from what it's been the last several years is that I'm more confident yeah. playing San Francisco because of the quarterback. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's me. I'm confident. I'm confident in the receiver, and I'm confident in the quarterback. That's my think, confidence going forward. I think that there's. I, I think that there's a. You you've told the story before about Reggie White heading yeah. into that NFC title game, and Larry. I think there's about Eric. Williams, I think there. Yeah. I, I think there's 15 to 20 guys on Dallas's team that feel that way about the 49ers. And I think that's really tough to overcome no matter how talented you are. I, I think they're, I think San Francisco is very much a boogeyman for them. And I mean, that's just, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, there, there was every single thing they did this off season was building up towards going into Santa Clara and they, they couldn't even Your quarterback put anything wasn't up playing there. at a pro bowl, uh, in sure. Cowboy quarterback in week five. He wasn't. Yeah. No, no, and they, and they was, and they were, they had, had not figured out how to work C.D. Lamb in. No, and they, they, you know, they, 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 they lost their, you know, everything about it was all talk, 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 talk. Your quarterback's playing at a, a very, very high level now. That that yeah. is my, my, my playoff, my playoff thoughts for the Cowboys are riding on Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, Micah Parsons. That's that's kind of what my that's my, you know, I'm hopeful that the offense can continue to continue to put defenses, opponents' defenses in, in, in problem spots. And that Micah and somehow those guys can do something on defense that can, you know, can keep you in these games and, 
you know, make a play or two or get you the ball back. But uh, that's because uh, I'm not counting on them Dallas running the football. They might run the ball this weekend, by the way. Green Bay, not a very good run defense team. Yeah. You know? Be nice to see Pollard kind of get going. Rico Dowd will get going in this game. But, you know, my, my – No, I mean, Green, Green Bay doesn't have very good linebacker play. The, the, the linebacker play is not good. The secondary is not good. You need to match I, those guys up. The safety, match the safeties up too. Owens the safety, match him up. Find, find guys to match up with. They're, they'll, they'll, they'll admit they'll struggle back there. But well, I just, and I think that's a, I think that's a, we we talk. It's been a huge discussion point that Green Bay is one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, they're receiving core specifically. I think what was the stat? Like, they're the most tenured receiver on their team is in his second year. Yeah. Like, like in the NFL, they're they're incredibly young at receiver. It's a lot of no names. It's it's a lot of guys that if you looked at, you probably go, I, I don't know that I've ever seen him play for a casual NFL fan. Like, like there's yeah. not a whole lot of big famous names there. A lot that's of fine. But Nelsons back in the day. Here's here's the thing that's interesting <laughs> is that Dallas to me is one of the five most talented teams in the NFL. I, I don't think that you can uh, debate that question. We just say in a vacuum, talent across the roster. Dallas is top five. Okay. I think that another thing that's really difficult to argue is that Dallas is probably a bottom ten team in terms of football IQ. They are really bad as a group, and it's been consistently a problem for three years. And, and they make a lot of silly mistakes and details screw them up. So what's interesting is, despite the talent disparity, I think that a lot of times you can watch Green Bay play and you can watch Dallas play, and I could make the case that Green Bay is a better football IQ team at times than Dallas to me. And that's even as young as they are. So that's why I say that I think that if Dallas plays their game and if their talent is there and on display, mm-hmm. there is nothing that Green Bay's talent can do to beat them. They just can't. No, what they need fair. is what they need is Dallas's detail issues and Dallas's awareness issues that have cropped up a lot, and not just the players, the coaching staff's awareness issues at times. They need that to be a factor in this game, I think, for them to win. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you about the talent part of it and stuff like that. I just initially, maybe I, I was reading you wrong about about. It seemed like to me you were just kind of waving Green Bay off, and I'm like, man, I I can't do that. I mean, I, I, I can't do that to teams in the playoffs. And I know that Dallas is a better team. They absolutely are. Dallas has to go play like a better team. Sure. You know? And that, and, you know, they, they need to because they've, they've, they've got the better quarterback. They've got the better receiver. You know, they, they, they might have the better offensive line right now. But I, like I say, this game's going to come down to, you know, it can, can, you know, Dallas be able to block if they want to throw this football. Can they block Clark and Gary and the blitzes that you're going to see? So you're going to see some, you know, some pressure here. And I went back and I watched all the sacks. It's a lot of the movement and the things that Gary does kind of gives Terrence Steele problems. I always worry about Terrence Steele in these games. You know, I oh, worry Steele, about Clark, Smith, like the guys on that defensive line, they all play with a lot of power. They play a lot like, of they're, power. They're, yeah. they're very physical, and physicality has been an issue at times for the Cowboys over the last – specifically during the Mike McCarthy yeah. era, era, physical football teams have been a problem. Well, and, and, too, and the center, too. You worry about the center sometimes, you know, in sure. these games. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I don't have any when – we, when we talk about physicality and stuff like that, I think a lot of people also use that as code or, or they hear that word and they think of it as code for toughness. I would argue that I think Tyler Biotish is one of the toughest players on this football yes. team. That guy plays through a lot. But I also think there are physical limitations that yes. – like, like, so, so when we talk about physicality giving a guy a problem, I think there we're talking about play strength more than toughness. Because I think Tyler Biotish is very tough, but that only gets him 
so far in terms of that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, they could, there can be issues. He will battle and he'll be tough no with Dexter Lawrence and Dexter Lawrence will still push him back at times because yeah. that's just the way that things work in, in terms of that. Now, and, you know, and, and their guys too, their tackles set soft too, you mm-hmm. know, their guys are, you know, we'll we'll see how their their tackles handle this. I, I I have a I have a feeling that the Cowboys edges in this game are gonna have a good game just because of the softness that these these two tackles play with in Green Bay. Do you think they're when when you watch that Green Bay offensive line, do you think I, I mean I, I think they got some guys who can play some power, but do you look at do you look at them as lumbering? Yeah. As a unit. A they're a little he- little heavy footed. Yeah, and I think, I think that that's- Jenkins. I think Jenkins is a good guard. I Elton mean- Jenkins, by the way, he missed practice today for, yeah. for Green Bay. Now that it sounds like reports coming uh, we, out of Green Bay, that's a, a little we, bit of rest. Yeah, we talked to a, a, a radio personality up in Milwaukee today on on one hundred five three the fan on our on our show, and and he was saying he he thinks Jenkins is going to play. He wasn't worried about that one. Yeah, that all. sounded like rest more yeah. than anything. But, but and John, see that- you know, John Runyon. I mean, he, it's a Runyon's he, heavy footed. He's he's good, but he's, he's heavy strong. Footed. God, mm-hmm. he's strong inside. So, you know, Zach Tom, the, the the right tackle. I you know, I kind of, I think there's, I think there's some things you can do with him, and then we'll see with you know with Rashid Walker on the other side. I'm just kind of like you know, okay, just if Dallas Dallas does a good job of breaking these tackles down, especially if a guy like Tank. And Micah Reed, that you're going to play him soft, just you know, because I've seen him get carried. Now they will. No, I think Green Bay understands they have got to get the ball out. They they have yeah. got to get the ball out quick. And 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 the way that they'll do it is like they'll get the they'll get the tight ends involved. I mean, I'm I'm kind of impressed, you know, with with what they've done at uh, at tight end. You know how, how they've how they've played with these, with their guys, but. Oh, I was a big fan of Luke Musgrave coming out in the, in the yeah, draft. Absolutely. I liked him a lot. Absolutely. I think we all did, but to me, that could say, I'm just kind of, uh, I'm just, it, Jordan Love can't hold the football in this game because if he does, there's going to be some problems. But I think the way that, the, that, that the, the, the head coach calls plays, he's going to call a lot of spots, a lot of outs, Things that he, you know, things that can kind of get him in a little bit of a rhythm, but also be able to to make sure the ball's out of his hands. Now Dallas, obviously, in their defense, plays with a lot of speed, and yeah. they're very aggressive and they're very attacking. Is that given the the sort of heavy footedness of the offensive line that the Green Bay plays? Like we said, almost plays a little lumbering, and and the speed with which Dallas plays on defense. Is it going to be difficult for even if they want to execute the Buffalo game plan to be able to do that? Because Buffalo, it felt like at least had guys that were able to get up to those guys on the second level and, and not get beat to the spot. I feel like Green Bay is going to have a tough time beating guys to the spot when, when yeah, they're well, trying to get yeah, to that second yeah, level. Like, like Josh Myers, the center and stuff like that. I think he, I think you're on something. But, you know, I think what they really want to do, Bobby, is the way and maybe you saw it differently than me. I think they want to give the ball to Jones, and if you're not good on the backside, okay, mm-hmm. see so the play's designed to go to the right, but on the backside, say you know you've got Armstrong and you know Bell and all those guys over on that side, you know if they get cut off, that ball is going to cut back. That's the one thing that Aaron Jones could do is he's going to get the ball, he's going to press it, and then he's going to find the hole. He's got really good vision. So 
if you're the Cowboys, you've got to get off blocks because that ball is going to cut back behind. Man, it might be yeah. lumbering dude or not, but if, if Jones sees a little bit of a crack, he's going to get through and it's a four or five yard gain. I mean, that's kind of how they operate. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's but, had over, he's had over, I think he's had over 20 carries each of the last three games, yeah. and he's averaged over five yards of carry in each of the other games. He's running team. very efficiently. They're a different team with him playing. The other guy, the, the other guy, AJ Dillon, who's Dillon mispracticed. The, yeah, Dillon against the Giants was, I mean, Jones being out and Dillon playing, it was a totally different attack. Totally different. And people in Green Bay will tell you that. I was talking to a, a guy, a pro scout and on another team, and he was talking about Green Bay, and he goes, Green Bay is a different team without Jones running the football offensively. They're a different team. And so I think that's what the Cowboys kind of need to be alert for. They, they, Dallas's offense can, if Dallas's offense can put up a ton of points, it's you know, Captain Obvious here, they can put a lot of pressure on Green Bay if it turns into this kid has to throw the ball 40 times. You know, it, it, it could be, it could be, that could be a problem for him. Yeah, and like we mentioned, if Jair Alexander is compromised in any way, and I know we mentioned this the other day, I think it's going to be – now I said, you know, hey, Green Bay can play their best game, but if Dallas does certain things, like, like that, that's going to make things tough, and that is where Green Bay would have an opportunity to win the ballgame. I will say that I think the one thing that takes Green Bay out of this game, like mm-hmm. they're, they're just not going to be able to hang with them, is if Dak is able to work to Ferguson – on that deep seam, if he's able yeah. to hit that consistently, yes. they can't cover Dallas. They can't, cover. and and they're and they're going to give up forty points. Yeah. And so if that happens, that's going to be a problem. So I think Dallas. One of the big things that they're going to look to attack in this game is they are going to try and establish Ferguson. I think they're going to say, yep. "Let's try and work the middle of the field. Let's try and work these hashes. Yep. And if we're able to do this, they're done. They're going to be done." I'm going to tell you this. I would I would play I would play twelve personnel in this game. Yeah. I would consider playing a little bit more twelve personnel because I don't think. The safeties or the linebackers can cover these tight ends. How the backs? Or have the you backs. noticed? Have you noticed any improvement at all, or in when you've watched tape? Have, what have you seen from Schoonmaker at all? I know he's not really impacting the box score. He's a bad but guy to ask me for because I love Schoonmaker. You but know, have I, you seen any improvements in recent weeks? Sure. He I mean Schoonmaker's kind of a dirtbag player. He's kind mm-hmm. of an after the whistle punch a guy, push a guy kind of. You know, he's got a little toughness. Position about requires him. it a lot of times. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't. They they don't. I thought they were. I thought he was going to be the starter when they put him in and point of attack and all that. He he's he's good. It's kind of like watching Hunter Lipke block. You know, Hunter Lipke has three really good plays and then two really bad plays. Yeah, the thing is, the kind of the same thing with Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker gives great effort and all that, but we haven't seen Schoonmaker do anything and since he got. You know, tackled on the one yard line in Philadelphia. You know, we haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen anything from him. You know, and no, I, I, and, and, I, I and like he, Schoonmaker. He, he's, he's had and look, yeah, I think he's had the opportunity a couple different times this year to to catch one of those seam throws we were just referencing. There have been a few different times where Dak has put the ball right on him on the seam throws, and he hasn't been able to finish the catch, and so that's got to be on him. But I, I do think that we've talked about Dallas does have a history of their tight ends kind of slow playing into a role. They, they, that's not a position where they've been able to get guys to just jump in and make an impact immediately in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, even Ferguson, who made a nominal impact last year, you see a definite jump this year. He's a different I, player this year. I'm not going to lie, Bobby. When Ferguson was with, at Wisconsin, I didn't see the player we're currently seeing right now. Oh, no, I, I, I think I, I agree. I, I, think, I, I think the Cowboys would say the athleticism has yeah. – 
popped at this level in a way that it did not at Wisconsin. He caught the ball well at Wisconsin, but you didn't see run after catch at Wisconsin like you're seeing right now. Much less hurtling. Yeah, which you're seeing a lot of now. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast, the Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.